0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance.
1: Welcome back to another show of Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CMG Wealth Management. Folks, as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please give us a call. 877-269-0839. That's 877 877- two six nine zero eight three nine joining us this morning my friend your friend we call him the man tony shore
0: yeah hey i'm here what an introduction! The man that, today, I'm did the that, man. Did
1: that kind of that kind of that kind of put you back in your seat a little bit?
0: Yeah, it did. <laughs> I you wasn't like, expecting the man, the man, that. Who who is who who is here this morning? who's who
1: he talking
0: to? <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, it's great to be here this morning with you, as usual, Travis. And uh, you know, we're talking about what's on the TV before the show. You know, what's in the news and you know, toward the end of the year, people are looking at their finances a little more closely, but, uh, I've had a great week. How about you, Travis? Are you keeping busy over there?
1: Uh, if I was any busier, I don't know that we could keep up. Uh, we, we have been blessed beyond measure. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot thank, uh, the Lord enough for what he has done for us. Uh, our practice, we have, uh, we have a tremendous group of clients but uh, every day it seems like we we find another uh, retiree another couple that is about to age into retire into retirement that has no plan that when they leave our office they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that for what they want to accomplish it's probably going to be okay so, we 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 have we have thoroughly enjoyed this year. We we thoroughly enjoy every year. Uh, I will say that uh, so far, the fourth quarter of this year has definitely been much more enjoyable than the fourth quarter of last year. Uh, but uh, but nonetheless, we we cannot we cannot say enough good things about our clients and about the the feedback that we get so yeah we're we're doing well so yeah and you can, are can busy
0: yeah your schedule's crazy it makes me tired just thinking about it but uh, what are we going to do on today's show what are we talking about well you know uh
1: in in the spirit of the end of the year and planning tips um and we just got done teaching our final course for the semester uh and one of the biggest questions that we had uh, was you know okay Travis uh, we're getting close to the end of the year what do we need to do to make sure that that everything's taken care of what are some of the things that we need to do to uh, you know to kind of tie up some loose ends so I actually just want to talk to Tony this morning about just end of year planning tips and just start from the beginning, and we'll go until we until we get done. If we don't get done, we'll do the rest of them next week. But, well,
0: that sounds um, great. I'm sure you have a lot of them for us. I mean, you've seen it all out there and dealt with it all. Uh, so where do we start? What's the well, first the, tip on the list?
1: The first tip, and, and this is, uh, I would say, this is probably one of the – this is one of those occurrences that if you do somehow – uh, if you do somehow mess this up, it's okay. It, it is it is fixable for most cases, uh, but it's a forced error, right? It's something that you don't have to do. You don't have to make this mistake. It's just a lot of times it slips through the cracks, or we just you know we we just put it off and put it off and put it off, and then all, all of a sudden we're like, holy cow, oh crap, we didn't get it done. <laughs> uh, it's RMDs, required oh. minimum required minimum distributions. That, Tony, I mean to this day I still see almost every single year that I have I have been in my practice. I have seen retirees come in just that they have missed their RMDs and what do we do whenever we miss an RMD, or, or what do we do for RMDs in general? Let's start from the beginning. What is a required minimum distribution, and why is it important to the people listening right now? Oh, so an uh-huh.
0: RMD is a required minimum distribution from a retirement account. It does not, as I have previously stated, stand for really massive donuts.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> That's you, what I you thought. Just, our, you, you just, just made me lose my train for. of thought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what is a what is a required minimum distribution? Okay. A required minimum distribution is everybody to the sound of my voice, if you have been if you've been accumulating money in a pre-tax account, a SIP, a sep sep simple IRA, uh 401k, 403b, 457, 412, whatever. Everything that is pre-tax and qualified when you are no longer eligible to participate in that employer plan or you're retired and you're 70 and a half with IRAs, you must take a required minimum distribution. Now, how do we calculate it? What is it? Well, there is a minimum amount. Case in point, the name should be a clue. uh, There is a minimum amount. You get a $54.98 from your custodian each year. Okay, now I know a lot of people just kind of throw stuff in the burn pile, or the shred pile. You starting around 69, 70 years old, you're not gonna to want to throw that in the burn pile anymore because your $54.98 is going to be a statement of the fair market value of your asset on 1231 of the previous year. So you're gonna get this form first part of January. So they're going to go back and say, okay, your Schwab account, TD marriage, whatever, your account was worth $100,000 on 1231 of 2018. And so that means if you were seven and a half this year, you would, have, you would have been required or are required by the end of this year to take at least around $3,650 if you're uh, 70 the same year you turn 70 and a half or about 3,720 bucks if you are 71 the same year you turn 70 and a half, because there is a difference. You do have to make sure that you're taking it on the correct scale. Now, well, it sounds how, like
0: it can get complicated.
1: It can, it can. It can get really complicated really quick, and that's the reason a lot of people put them off, and then they they get to the point to where they're like, oh, my goodness, holy cow, I should have taken an RMD, and I didn't. Well, this is why you need to do it this way. So if you if you get your 54.98, you have you have 12 months to be able to take that distribution from your IRA, provided it is not the first year that you are required to take it. You can defer that one until April 1st if you want to of the following year, but we'll get into that in a second. But your required minimum distribution, you take the uniform lifetime table. if you and your spouse are less than 10 years apart, You're going to take the uniform lifetime table and you're going to find your age. That age is going to have a life expectancy beside it. 27.4 is going to be the first year. You're going to take that, divide it into 100,000 because that was your fair market value, 2018. And then that's going to give you your distribution. Okay. now as you age you are going to take more and more because the the life expectancy is going to get shorter and shorter so the next year it's going to be 26 and some change next year it's going to keep going down well as that number goes down guess what goes up your distribution has to go up okay but let's just talk about the basics so rmd is required minimum distribution. You must take it, not negotiable. And the IRS does keep track of this. So it's not like you can just say, Oh, mine's so small, they'll never they'll never remember it because they will. And Tony, as an aside, one of the reasons why, you know, a lot of people might be saying, Well, Travis, this just sounds so simple. Why would why would you use your time to talk about this? You know why? Because it's one of the largest penalties in the tax code if you don't take it. It is uh-huh. a 50% penalty. Oh. Tony, did you know this? It is a 50% penalty if you don't take your RMD.
0: That's huge. 50%. 50.
1: Not 5. Not 10. Not 20. 50. Now, here's, here's Tony, some of the other key planning tips uh, to, to be aware of. I had... Recently, and I say recently in the last three months, I had recently a retiree that was recently widowed. And because I asked her to go home and try to find all of the beneficiary forms, all of her statements, she did not realize that her husband had a, uh, I think it was a 403B from a, a teaching position that he held for a very short period of time in his 20s and 30s. But it had grown over the years and had compounded and compounded and compounded, so it, it had like fifty grand in it. But had she not known that it was there or remembered it, guess what? Just because a person passes away, that does not eliminate the requirement for an RMD.
0: Oh, so so one of the other still one have of to the, take it.
1: yes, one of the other things to think about. If if God forbid, and and I am sorry if this has happened to any of our listeners, but. If you lose a spouse, uh, the year that your spouse would have would have been here with us, and let's say you lost them earlier in this year, they're still required to take. You are still required to take an RMD on their account. You're still required to take an RMD on their account, no matter if they are still alive or not. And then the next year you're going to have to have a choice of whether you keep that in their name and continue on retitle it continue on on their schedule or whether you are going to roll it into your name and then you'll be required to take your rmds on your schedule so you know a lot of times like i said it's just the little things that we don't realize uh you know had that young lady not gone home and found all those documents she would have missed an RMD. Now, it would it have been a big one. No, it would have been approximately, I don't know, $1, 17, 1800 bucks. But that would still be 900 to $1,000 penalty that she did not have to pay. Is that Tony, does that make sense? Is that yeah. resonating at all because yeah. well, I, I just a... I I can't I can't stress to you enough that, you know, whether it's stress, whether it's life, things happen. And if we don't have processes and we don't have uh, you know, things set in place, A lot of times we could see unforced or forced errors.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I laugh because the government uh, comes up with these crazy rules, the IRS, 70 and a half. I love the half Mm -hmm. years. You know how they came up
1: with that? uh,
0: I have no idea.
1: So two congressmen walk into a bar. I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) But it sounds like a start of a good joke. Yeah. Two
1: congressmen walk into a bar. Yeah. Uh, But no, in in all actuality, (laughs) you know, Tony, RMDs are very, very important. Um, You know, but like I said, they do happen. You can miss them. So uh, there is a there is a get out of jail free card and there is a form that you file if you didn't. So your first RMD. All right. So so let's say that you're a retiree and you, you turn 70 and a half, you just retired, and all of a sudden it's time to start taking distributions. The first one, that's the reason I said there is a get out of jail free card. You can defer the first one. If you are going into your year of taking the first RMD, you can defer the first distribution to April 1st of the following year, right? Not April 15th, but April 1st. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, well, Travis, why would I do that? Well, the reason you may want to do that is, I've got a great another great example. I have a client that uh, his wife is actually, they came in the office uh, two days ago. His wife is actually retiring from her job this year on December 5th, and she is 70 and a half. So guess what? The first RMD for her is going to be more advantageous from a tax perspective to push that into April 1st of next year because she is going to have had all the income that she, while she's been working this year that's going to be accounted for. And in her bracket next year is going to be considerably lower because all she's going to have is retirement income, pension, IRA, uh, 401k income, and Social Security. So next year is going to be a much lower tax bracket. So she will have the first distribution instead of 1231 of this year. It will be pushed until April 1st of next year. Now, the only thing that obviously we had to caution them on is, guess what? That does not absolve you from taking next year's RMD. You still must take that RMD by 1231 of next year. So, so, so. Tony, do you see where RMDs can get a little bit dicey, a little bit, little <laughs> well, bit yeah. Uh, particular? Yeah, you've got to
0: work with a professional uh, to map all this out uh, like yourself. Now, let's take a quick break here, Travis. Let the listeners know how they can sit down with you and come up with a plan and how you can help them. Uh, there's no cost or obligation, right?
1: Absolutely. Tony... If if there are listeners out there, folks, if you're listening and you have still been putting it off and I know it's getting on the Christmas season, we've got other things we're focusing on, but give yourself the best presence you can develop a plan that's going to benefit you, your family, your spouse, your heirs. Don't wait. Give us a call. 877-269-0839.
0: All right, that sounds great. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of navigating your retirement with our host, Travis Chance, after this. Wouldn't it be nice to have an owner's manual that can help you address and plan for retirement? Navigating the Storm by Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management can provide you with information to help plan for the retirement you've dreamt of and may ease your financial concerns. Navigating the Storm will help give you the foundational information you need for retirement. Visit NavigatingRetirementRadio.com to request your complimentary copy today. That's NavigatingRetirementRadio.com. And welcome back to Navigating Your Retirement. We're talking with our host, Travis Chance, about year-end planning, uh, financial planning and retirement planning for the year-end. Now, you've covered RMDs. Uh, what else uh, should we be thinking about as far as year-end uh, income planning or retirement planning?
1: Well, Tony, don't 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 put the carp for the horse because guess what? What I got a couple more things on RMDs. These <laughs> things are not these things are not just cut and dry. Okay, so we we've been talking. We talked uh, about what an RMD is. We talked about yep. how do we calculate. We talked about you know, the special cases on when you can defer, uh, what you should and shouldn't do, what you should look out for. Here's something else that you need to keep in mind. Mistakes are gonna happen. Folks, you are gonna err. We all do, we're all human. We're going to make mistakes. If you miss your RMD, you have to file Form 5329 along with your annual return for that year that you missed the RMD, okay? You, However, you can file it as a standalone return, but you have got to file the 5329. What that is, is a self-reporting form that basically tells the IRS how much you missed, uh, you know, when you distributed it, how much you distributed, how you fix the problem, how you're going to address the problem going forward. Because if you don't file that form, the penalties and interest keep accruing and will keep compounding. Why do I say that? It's because it's self-reporting, folks. You got to tell on yourself. And I know a lot of people out there are going, well, if I don't tell them, they won't know. Well, I tell you what, you try that if you'd like. It's probably not going to work out in your, in your best interest because the IRS never runs out of what, Tony? Time and money. Right. And yeah, that's and that's going to keep accruing the whole time. So if you miss it and you say, oh, that was just five grand IRS takes in trillions, they'll never miss it. And 10 years later, it takes them 10 years to to catch it. Guess what? Penalties and interest have been accruing on that five grand the entire time. And then you've got to go back and file an amended tax return or fix the problem. In some cases, if you did it improperly, you got to go back and fix the problem. So it's going to cost you more to push addressing it than it would if you just go ahead and address it. Now, if you do miss it and things happen, we all know this. Fifty three twenty nine. If you do it the first time, you know one of the things that uh, that I really look forward to each year is we go to the Ed Slot conference, which basically, if you have any questions about our race, Ed Slot's your guy or we're your guy obviously because we're a master elite member of his group Um, one of the things i look forward to is going to the the conferences we were in dallas this year and and just listening to some of the case study now i know you're probably like that's fun for you it actually is because what we do is we can actually see patterns and see you know what is the what is the likelihood of you know of a penalty getting assessed what is the likelihood of a of a penalty getting forgiven and in most cases, not always, but in most cases, if you don't come up with some, you know, I mean, let's face it, Tony, if you don't come up with some bull like my dog ate my 54-98, and, you know, as <laughs> yeah. long as you don't come up with something crazy, there's probably a better chance than not that they will actually waive the penalty the first time. Now, if you do it again and you don't do what you said you were going to do to fix the problem and not have it come up again, Chances are the next time you may not be so lucky. So just just keep that in mind, guys. We all make mistakes. There is a way to fix it. It's not the end of the world, but you have to do it. It's not something that it's going to be pleasant. I mean, obviously, nobody likes telling on themselves, but you have to. Now, Tony, here's, here's the other thing. And... And honestly, this is this is going to be probably one of our one of our biggest radio show topics if the Secure Act ever passes. But right now, there are also uh, what what we call beneficial or inherited IRAs that are still in force. Uh, the government hasn't changed the rules on these yet. So what that means is. You have uh, an IRA, which is a non, has been left to a non-spousal beneficiary. Okay, so a non-spousal beneficiary, if they do not want to pay all of the tax, the tax burden upfront, they can defer. So I'll give you a great, great example. Let's say that mom and dad leave, uh, and I'm just giving you. A, uh, I wish I could do a disclaimer right now because I know somebody's <laughs> out there is going to be going. Well, that's what he said. All right, this is this is an estimate. This is basically for, for illustration purposes, just sure. trying not to get sued. Um, so if you have an inherited IRA, let's say you have someone that passes away, death of the second spouse, you leave it to a 40, say 44 year old, okay? If you leave say 320 grand to a 44 year old and they move it to an inherited IRA, then if if that inherited IRA obviously goes off of their life expectancy, and in which case, you know, it's around 3.65% for a uniform lifetime table for a 70-year-old, it's going to be around eh, plus or minus 2% for a 44-year-old using the single lifetime table. So if you're growing at eight and it's only distributing at two, that means you're still potentially growing at six, Right. Tony, right. you with yep. me? Yep. I'm not asking you to do math. I know yep. you said there would be no math. <laughs> I'm but, following. Uh, but uh, so if you distribute that over their lifetime, which they have to have it all out by age 85, if you distribute it over their lifetime, that could be a couple million bucks in income over their lifetime of, an, of the next 40 years.
0: Wow.
1: So... What you need to make sure you realize is even though you are not 70 and a half, if you have inherited an IRA, you must take your required minimum distribution just like your parents did, just like your grandparents did. You have your own inherited IRA scale. Okay. You can't miss this. You can't, you can't not take it, right? That's something that yeah. must happen in order for you to 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 fit under the guidelines for you to continue to be able to, to defer that money. Now Tony, here's something else that a lot of people need to be aware of. Uh, a lot of a lot of inherited IRAs are also Roth IRAs. And I know that many people have heard me say on, on the show many times, one of the big things that I like about Roth and Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, is when you leave it to your heirs, it's tax-free. And that is 100% accurate, but you have to take a, at least a portion of that Roth IRA if you leave it in the beneficial format every year, whether you want it or whether you don't. Okay? Okay. So you, can, you do get it tax-free, you do get the RMD tax-free, but you must take the required minimum distribution on a Roth IRA. And I get that so many times people say, well, Travis, I, it was a Roth, I didn't think I needed to take it because I looked it up and you know, Roth IRAs don't have RMDs. That's only for primary owners. That does not count for non-spousal beneficiaries. So Tony, end of year planning tips, don't, don't make an error that's that's just unnecessary. You don't have to do it. If you don't know if you don't know really and truly what to do or, or how to do it, Uh, Then, yeah, like we talk about, that's why we have a plan. That's why we put it in writing. That way you can actually have something to follow to make sure you don't make those mistakes. If any of you guys are out there and you are having issues or not really sure if you've met your requirements or not, give us a call. 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839.
0: Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com.